0: The Fontenelle Final Bell Podcast is presented by Fontenelle Hybrids. The solutions you need, the relationships you trust. Good afternoon, welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Sam Hudson joins us with Corn Belt Marketing on this Thursday and I tell you, Sam, if I wish I could start this out by saying great, exciting news. We've got a trade deal. Great, exciting news. We saw grains to the upside, and guys are planting. All three of those are not happening as of this point, and all three major factors in what we continue to see within this grain complex.
1: They are, and the odds that all three will are probably pretty slim, too, I guess, at least for the short term here. Um, but yeah, you know, the soil complex continues to reflect the fact that we do not have a trade deal, and on top of it now, with the wet Midwest weather, we're looking at the assumption that we're going to shift corn acres over to beans, whether we like it or not. So, um, you know, Calendar is ticking; it's May second, but in in most cases, you're going to get into the at least the 25th, if not the 31st of May, and for Illinois East, uh, June 5th before you even hit the late plant date on corn. So, at this point, we're probably going to have to see this wet weather extend into at least the second, maybe even into the third week of May um, before we start to see a, a much greater concern because that could compound into an actual yield risk.
0: Well, let's look. We've we've seen the window. Oh, um, here we've seen some corn planting. Obviously, we know soil temperatures have been very on the, on the cooler side here in Nebraska, over into Iowa. South Dakota's not seeing much work. Kind of give us a picture of your window to what you're seeing producers do in the eastern Corn Belt.
1: Um, you know, just here in this last week, I, I think once these heavy rains finally confirmed, or even actually the tail end of last week when it looked like, hey, we're we're definitely going to get a pretty solid shot of rain, there was already some switching going on. You know, the guys that uh just aren't comfortable with anything other than anhydrous uh, pretty well cut the cord on that at this point. And, you know, now you're going to be looking at a situation where it's going to be a lot of side dress and wide drops, you know, any other way that you can feed the crop, liquid, whatever. Um, and, and I think that's already, you know, having taken place. And we've received right here, we're at West Peoria around four and a half inches of rain since just Sunday night alone. Um, go to areas north of here, it's been five to seven, a little bit further south, you know, maybe a little bit less, but about the same. And it looks like there could be more, uh, you know, on tap. And at this point, th- th- we've actually pulled out some of the, uh, you know, more normal temperatures as well. At this point, I think it's going to be the bigger, the bigger factor is going to be the precipitation in general here over the next couple of weeks. though so.
0: And it looks like it's going to continue to be wet into the spring.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you've got, uh, you know, Davenport, Iowa. I don't don't know what the official tally is on that, but we were just, you know, within a hair of the record from 93 because the river was just. You know digesting the the snowfall and rainfall that we had in northern Illinois, parts of Wisconsin, Iowa hear this just you know five to ten days ago, and all that 's coming down at the same same time. I think this lower Mississippi is going to be a complete mess i think that 's another factor here that could affect some of the river basis levels as we move forward, but generally speaking, with the low prices, the processors have been chasing corn and Uh, It's been a good thing to be able to lock in some basis levels, and hopefully we do have a reason for higher prices here for funds to cover. Uh, The quicker the better, though, because as we string this out, we know the farmers still got a lot of inventories to sell into the summer.
0: You talk about the Mississippi River. I'm under the understanding that there's been a definite slowdown in barge movement because of the water levels.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, the challenge now is going to be, you know, getting empties back. What are we going to, you know, what are they going to be paying up for? What are freight rates going to be doing? So that's something that we're going to constantly be monitoring here. And when you're on a river market that also has a processor market, it's kind of going back and forth between the two to see which one you can leverage and take advantage of the most. But with as much rain as we've had, generally speaking, in the area around here, anyone that was uh, planting has pretty well crawled out of that now and uh, and gotten into a truck, and, and it allows people to deliver if, if bids have improved. And the market's recovered a little bit here uh, as well over the past week.
0: We know the Army Corps of Air Engineers continues to say that they're going to release more water at Gavin's Point Dam in Yankton, South Dakota. We have not seen, as of yet, that snowmelt coming out of the western part of the U.S.
1: No, and that's something that's just going to happen gradually over time. I think one of the benefits that you have right now currently uh, over the Missouri River Basin is the fact that most of this heavy, heavy rainfall has stayed east of, the, of that area. Um, like you said, the lower Mississippi, uh, upper Mississippi River Valley has just been inundated, and moving forward here over to the next week, it, it, that's just only going to continue. So uh, whatever you know, holding back they can do on the Missouri is going to help that lower Mississippi you know situation, but inevitably, I think in a few days here, we're going to probably be seeing a lot of headlines about how bad it's getting downstream and this speaks to the acreage situation you know when the bomb cyclone hit to the western corn belt here um you know a few weeks back it was almost too early to rush judgment on how many acres we could or could not lose uh, there are undoubtedly going to be some that were just so torn up that may not get seeded this year uh, but they have plenty of time to recover now at this point but this flooding along the mississippi i think is gonna be a bigger issue could last well into june and we're sure to lose some acres it's just a function now is you know what can we take off corn but still potentially move to soybeans because we're not late enough to just you know throw it away altogether.
0: Is it too early to talk corn versus bean acres?
1: Uh, in, in terms of switching, absolutely, I mean you know I, I just don 't see how the number that we got from USDA grows from there. I think a lot of people were looking that as a high water mark, uh, but what you see on the Board of trade today is a is soybean market more or less selling acres as opposed to corn buying it. You know we know we don 't need any more of that product, and again, all the while here we keep getting strung along on uh, oh a trade deals coming trade deals coming you know four weeks, two weeks you know next Friday. Uh, today, we have seen some calendar days being blocked out, apparently in June for a signing meeting, so uh, uh, you know, if we don't get this thing done before June first, we're going to have to rely on weather to drive prices. And at this point, you're just hanging on on the you know two week forecast coming out.
0: So is that, is that what our next benchmark is? I mean, we talked for so long about it being May one. Now we're looking at June one before we start seeing some some true reaction from the markets.
1: You know, I think so because that's the time frame where people start to really tie in the potential for uh, you know things being compounded into a yield problem. Or, you know, being a little late or delayed is is different than being just too late. And you know, there's some people who even talking prevent plant. Well, I get that, but you know, when you're when your last plant date is May 25th or May 31st, you still have 25 days from that date technically to get the crop in, even though you're gradually losing that insurance coverage. So, um, you know, prices can still entice one thing or another, and I think that's why things won't get cranked up too early, especially. With where the carryouts are, uh, and the only thing that could maybe jumpstart that would be a you know a trade resolution out of nowhere, but I don't think we're going to get that. So this could be something where we see this corn market you know continue to try to grind higher so long as those forecasts stay wet. Uh, but you know lo and behold, if we do start to see things dry out or maybe even warm up or a combination of both, I think the market's going to be you know paying good attention to that as well.
0: Very much patience is the virtue. Stick around, we've got more coming up. Sam Hudson joining us from Corn Belt Marketing. You are listening to the Fontenelle Final Bell right here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Sam Hudson joins us with Corn Belt Marketing. And Sam, as we look at what's going on in these markets, I mean, you and I were talking about this weather forecast during the commercial break. You guys are expecting more rain as we head into the weekend. From the overnight trade, I mean, I know it's looking into the future a little bit, but how pivotal this is going to be depending on who gets the rain, who doesn't get the rain as we head into early next week.
1: It really will, and if you shift things, uh, you know, we mentioned that a little bit of touched on at least the northwest corn belt far northern northern corn belt even parts of nebraska maybe missed some of these heavier rains so far at least well that's allowed them to get a little bit more work done i know if, uh, central west central iowa was able to kind of continue seeing i don't know if it, i'd have to look at where the most recent rainfall was but they may have been kicked out finally here recently um but it, you know if you shift the rains back that way it gives those guys a chance to kind of rest and maybe for the central corn belt to dry out a little bit um but but it is pivotal because it, you know now you're finally to the point in the county or where it can be compounded into something different. Uh, And then when we relate this back to the fund position, and we'll talk about this eventually when we get to the livestock side, but you see funds caught long there. Well, let's reference that when we think of the corn market, because if they really want to get out of these shorts in the corn market, um, we could see the similar type of price action, but in the opposite direction. But we just need a big enough reason to. uh, Unfortunately, Mother Nature hasn't done that just yet. And and we've seen open interest in corn. It dropped a little bit yesterday, I think 6,000 contracts more or less. And that's telling you there is some short covering going on, but it's also telling you that there could be a little bit of new buying taking place, and that's good so long as it stays in a bullish situation. It's bad if you get more small specs in here, and then the funds decide next week that oh, forecasts look a little bit better here. Let's defend our position. Now you got more people caught long than you did before, and the funds you know, selling things back down again. So the timing of it uh, it'd be very interesting. It'd be interesting to see if we can test three seventy four, seventy five tomorrow, and like contract going home, uh, and then forecast Sunday night could uh, could send us, you know, up from there or even back down potentially.
0: Some soft export numbers for the corn today.
1: Yeah, and, you know, we've, the good news is we've been seeing a pretty steady inspections rate. Um, you know, and part of the flat price action uh, obviously has something to do with that with keeping prices, but now we're going to get into a situation all over again about, you know, what is the pace of river movement with flooding going on. Um, and keep in mind, we've got a big South American crop. I mean, this is one of those, you know, big clouds still hanging over us and why we almost have to have a problem here in the U.S. to really change the trend. They got Argentine corn harvest that is uh, more than 30% complete now. Their soybean harvest is almost 60% complete. Uh, and we're continually competing for those supplies. And with the dollar in near two-year highs, it's just been, you know, another headwind, another strong, the camel's back here in the short term.
0: As we switch over to the livestock cattle market, we can going to continue to see some pressure for them in the, in the days and weeks to come?
1: Man, I hope not. Um, <laughs> you know, we saw everything really blow up, get these funds really, you know, extra, extra long and record long here, especially on the live cattle side as the hog market blew up with the African swine fever. Now everything is moderating, kind of trying to find its fair value. And in the meantime, you've got these funds that are that are caught long. Um, and they're just kind of puking their position. In fact front month feeders I think traded the lowest price that we've seen in about a year, I think. May of twenty eighteen at least. Uh the stronger corn market isn't helping that, but I, I don't know if that's the major bellwether here. I think it's the fact that you know a lot of these fund positions are in negative territory at this point. So kinda of have to look out below. Hopefully the cash markets can can help uh you know, keep this from getting too much worse but at some point if it gets bad enough it can drag cash down in itself so uh, I think we got a $5 discount now to cash in the feeder market here for front month and what do we got a couple weeks three weeks here before we go off on that uh, May contract so we'll see what happens here in the short term definitely way oversold as oversold as they've been in a very long time Um, but at this point uh, you know they've got the market on the run and we just need to see a you know, the market's starts to take out some intraday or daily technical objectives before we see a bigger round of short covering or new buyers come in.
0: What's it going to take to excite this cash market for the cattle?
1: Um, you know, I think part of this is maybe leading back into this whole weather story again and, you know, how anxious uh, are our lots going to be. Uh, granted, the western Cornwall probably hasn't, you know, gotten as much precipitation, but still, I mean, we, we've been dealing with these with above normal precipitation and below normal temperatures since pretty much October of last year, with the exception of December, I think, in a lot of these places. So the pace at which we are, you know, kind of refilling stuff um, is important and also the hog market is going to be important moving forward. How much export demand can we really Garner, and what can it do for, you know, world protein prices in general and help support, uh, you know, that here in the U.S. And hopefully you can see the bull spread start to work as, as cash leads the way higher, but it's just not catching traction just yet.
0: And just like in the grains, everything is pivotal on what happens with the the uh, trade deals going on with both China and Japan.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's not just a big deal for pork. I mean, I think we could eventually see a lot more uh, demand in the, in for beef in mainland China, but uh, as it sits today, you know, still this is just kind of a... A stall on this whole thing, and you hope we can still get something done. You know, we, by the end of June and at least September first. But uh, it, you know, for the of trade, it, it's becoming increasingly. You know, apparent that this is going to be a bigger deal for future marketing years potentially, but not this, not this, uh, 1819
0: one. Lots of things to think about as we look at the market. Hopefully you guys get some sunshine, some wind to dry things out and get those planters in the field as quickly as possible.
1: Absolutely. You know, if, if we can just get the sun to come out, I think, uh, just the spirits alone, I think we have a, <laughs> a, a great windfall in that. So we'll see what, the uh, forecasts do, but nonetheless, we'll, uh, see how prices react to it.
0: All right, sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sam?
1: www.cornbeltmarketing.com or 800-655-3380.
0: And that is the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.